0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of BlockHash Exploring the Blockchain. Quick message from our sponsor, Nitro NitroBetting betting is a top Bitcoin and crypto betting site that allows you to place bets in casino games, sportsbooks, racing, gaming, you name it. It's your money. You should be able to have fun with it, too, outside of traditional investing. So check out all the action at NitroBetting.eu. All links are in the description below. Enjoy the episode, guys. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blockhash Exploring the Blockchain, episode 359. Today, I have Louis. He's the CEO for XBorg, talking about what they're doing within Web3 Gaming and the protocol that they are building out. Louis, welcome to the show, man. Happy to have you here. How you doing?
1: Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Brendan. A pleasure to be here. You know, looking forward to diving into what we do um, in the gaming space. And, and yeah, so much looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, looking forward to chatting with you and learning a bit more. Um, before we do, we jump into explore. Tell us a bit more about yourself. What's your story like? What's your what's your background? What have you done prior?
1: Yeah, you know, essentially studies business. It um, was also very interesting to the tech, um, but so I was very technical when I was young, and then but really was curious about finance. Um, so around um. 2020, um, I'm still fairly young, but I, I was a quant at Credit Suisse, so a large bank. Mm-hmm. Then I was pretty much the head of crypto at uh, Rothschilds, and, and my goal was to understand deeper about financial markets. So I was, uh, you know, diving deep into, into this sector, um, but before that, I was also deep into crypto, but, but for me at, at the time... Crypto made a lot of sense, but it it made way more sense once I understood the way financial institutions work and the way um, inflation works and and like those basic economics. But although I studied business, it was very theoretical. And then once you delve into um, the banking industry, then you sort of it it makes more sense to you. And then seeing Bitcoin as a fixed supply assets, uh, you know, where transactions are immutable really makes a whole lot of sense to me. And then that's really, so, you know, 2020 is really where I I, I went super deep. So I was contributing uh, on, on, on the MakerDAO protocol. I was council members at a couple of um, large uh, DAOs. So I was really into the, the tech, but also just the philosophy of, of governance. Um, and yeah, I was... I mean, just before that, I was still into bits and pieces of crypto. Um, started in 2017, was doing uh, MEV strategies and, and arbitrage strategies. Uh, but it was more on the tech side and not so much in the philosophy of, of crypto. And um, yeah, essentially how I came to gaming was was not from a professional background, but I've always been playing on the side. And I would say from 11 to 18 a lot of my life was about gaming. Uh, you know, I was waking up at 6 a.m. just to game. Uh, I was a big Call of Duty fan. Uh, I I'm still am a, a big FPS fan. Um, and then I really thought that blockchain technology is canon power players and that there are so few people that focus on infrastructure over just playing games. And then the, the challenge of, Delving into the, the, the gaming industry, whilst the majority of gamers hate crypto and hate NFTs and hate blockchain, felt like a very compelling challenge to me. And um, yeah, it's sort of my way to make an impact on the, on the gaming industry. It made me so happy back then as a, as a young kid. And I feel like just giving back by, by building, hopefully things that add value to the space uh, with Xbox. That's
0: awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, I've i come from a bit of a gaming background too, not professionally, but I, I, I like to play Call of Duty and Halo growing up um, all, all the way up to today. So um, I've always wanted to do something in the space too, but it's really interesting uh, how much I think blockchain ties into the digital space with gaming too. So I think those two form a really fascinating intersection for Web3. Um, I'm sure you know this is well working you know, in this side of the space with XBorg um, and that's what I want to talk about today with you is what you guys are doing with XBorg like what's your mission what's your goal what do you guys want to try to accomplish
1: yeah so we are um, looking at the gaming industry where one thing that has a lot of value is is the data that you generate now in gaming none of that belongs to you like you have your in-game assets, but most importantly, your data is, is essentially what you create with your time. And, and we, we believe that time is is one of the um, uh, the most uh, scarce asset that you have. And hence, we believe that data, to some degree, and not the full extent of it, but should be useful. Because um, today, the data that you generate on um, on, on platforms like Steam or Epic, um, it does not belong to you. And, Beyond just simply ownership, it's not useful. Like you, it, it's hard for you to aggregate this data. And so, what we are creating is we are aggregating your achievements and your history of um, like of all of your gaming experience, but also active gaming experience. So what you've done in the past, but also what you continue to um, what you continue to do in the gaming space um, around what we call the Xbox ID. But most importantly, like I don't think the Xbox ID is so like so big of a new concept, but we are giving utility to this data. So what we are creating is a way for you to log in with your gaming credentials and have access to um, new user experiences. So what I mean by this is, for example, we have a launchpad where, by just virtue of connecting your wallet um, or your just simple accounts, you can access opportunities that fit your profile as a gamer. Um, so ownership is a, is, is, a, is a pretty tough topic because you're dealing with data that does not belong to you initially, like they are from third parties, um, but at least giving utility to this, to, to this data. So Launchpad is one of them. One of the big things that we are working on is, um, is Gamerbase, which today is called Xbox.gg. But It's one way in which gaming communities can engage with their fans. And all of this happens through your Xbox ID. And the big vision that we have is that we will be able to give you insane TLD to the data that you generate. Um, because the main thesis is that we will spend more and more time playing games. And as such, the time that you spend should be some somewhat valuable. So we don't want to pitch like Ponzi, uh, Ponzi nomics that you play, you earn. It's more like you play and you, you can ha- have access to extra utility. And the utilities can be such that, for example, you have an NFT and you might be able to lend your NFTs, but not based on collateral, but based on your reputation. Um, so you can imagine that you know, we we had the scholars back in the days that don't really think about this concept too much, but or, or don't believe rather. But you know, you can lend an asset to a good player today. Um, same like esports, for example, is a pretty closed industry. But what if you can just connect your Xbox ID to a platform where esports teams can scout players based on their credentials? And that's really the ecosystem that we're trying to build. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's our mission today
0: yeah let's dive into the what you can do in terms of creating utility around that gamer data that you generate over time you know you mentioned nfts is that something where you know you'll be able to maybe rent out achievements or potential gamer profiles or items or things that you accumulate or what does that more encompass
1: so and i think that's um uh, is really the intersection between social fine and game phi. Now, why social fi okay. is because data, like data is to me, like, at least the, the utility of your data is inherently social, um, because you use your data for like, a given utility. Um, but for example, today, um, I view achievements as social capital. And when you think of lending primitives, so when you think of uh, lending protocols um, or NFT marketplaces like ReNFT, you need to deposit collateral um, in order to um, borrow an asset. So it's essentially depositing money to borrow more money in forms of NFTs. Now, we believe that um, your reputation and your achievements, uh, all this has inherent value such that it might be able to decrease your collateral um, it makes sense because in a world where people try to optimize the value of their NFTs, though well, we think of optimizing the value of the NFTs as getting those in the hands of the best players. That because you're renting those to the best players, you will be able to afford as a, as a lender like a lower collateral. So it's really what this is enabling and I also think that lens protocol, you know, the, this leading social fire protocol is also going that way, such that you will be able to access DeFi with your um, like, like social credentials. So it's basically lending based on reputation um, and credentials more than um, what you already have, and this unlocks so many so many things for. Um, for lending primitives, but also socialifying the future of interactions.
0: How can you, from a social aspect, maybe integrate this into a platform or create a platform or application for games or communities or other brands, maybe for them to engage with their fans or allow their fans to engage with each other? You also mentioned scouting earlier. Um, Is there a way to like conglomerate all these people into a community or organize it on an existing yeah. platform.
1: So, um, how this can be social is, is, like, for example, you can form communities based on uh, the um, how a similar one's profile is. So, let's say your top ten player, well, top top ten percent player on CS:GO, then you can be matched with uh, users on 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 CS:GO. Um, Now, Gamerbase, what this does is it's using the ID as a way for you as a fan of a community to build your identity. On Gamerbase, when you build your identity, it's really gamified. So the way we think about this is your identity should be represented by your personal self. And the way we do it is you have your own avatar. And as you build your identity, so as you uh, claim achievements within your identity, you unlock certain items for your avatar. So we're pretty much building like an RPG-like experience where as you climb up the ladder and unlock achievements, those are gaming achievements. And that's by the way, how we process data into the Xbox ID. Then you unlock specific wearables for your avatar. So you have like unique skins, but these are things that gamers do like. And today, gamer base which today is known as Expo but I believe when we release this podcast, we will have rebranded. Um, yeah, it's the main way in which you, you build your identity. The other social components is, for example, brands can directly message gamers. So today, when we think of advertisements in the gaming space, um, you go through intermediaries. So you go through TikTok ads or Facebook ads or, Ads on, on X you know, slash Twitter. Well, with the credential network in your X ID, brands can directly target uh, specific profiles in exchange for a fee. Um, so that the like you can effectively monetize your impression um, towards brands, and that's something you know we, we have very relevant conversations with top brands out there, and you know they are very interested in this concept. So that, that's pretty promising.
0: That's very interesting. Could a lot of that be done or will be done within, like, the Xbox app as well or outside of that?
1: Yeah, yeah so gamer base is... Uh, so the previous ExpoWork app is, is the main way in which we put data into your ID um, because we believe it should be fun, again. Like, if it's just, like, connect your accounts, to me, that really feels like a boring experience. Um, and we want GamerBase to really be the... The leading clients, like the the, the leading user interface, um, and your gateway to your identity. So, all of this is happening on GamerBase. But then the beauty of the ecosystem is that any developers can build on top of your ID. So you, you have to think of GamerBase as the main way to ingest your data, and then we have an SDK, so you know, software development kit, where developers can can use your data, and. Um, Beauty of that is the more we use your data, the more you earn and in a way that is sustainable, like we're not, no, it's not like crazy yield where um, you play and you build your identity and you earn by just token emission is because there is a a sort of flywheel in the economy, Uh, you you earn by proxy of, of leveraging your data.
0: Do you want to keep this exclusively within the Web3 gaming community? Or is this something that you would like to see integrated into traditional esports, into um, you know, common uh gaming tournaments, maybe around like things like Call of Duty, or even into uh maybe platforms like Twitch or or YouTube at some point? I could see some really cool sure. integrations yeah. for this.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um now, we, we take a very Web2 Webter, centric approach. Um, our key focus this year has really been to um, target gaming communities for gamer base, because again, that's like the, the top of the funnel acquisition. And uh, we su- successfully partnered with more than 10 teams today, most of which are just tier one teams. So if like, Bunch of them at, our, at the ADC, for example. We we've partnered with uh, Team BDS, um, a major team on uh, on League, but also Rocket League. And um...
0: hey, guys! Quick message from our sponsor, Nitro Betting. Nitro Betting takes your desire for anonymity seriously. And allows you to play without the need to worry about identity checks and personal information. It's a betting site, not an investment site. So you should be able to just have fun as a top trusted Bitcoin betting site. Nitro betting has truly got your back. Now back to the episode guys.
1: We integrate with Epic, uh, steam, Twitter, discord, Twitch. Uh, so we ingest data from a lot of web two sources. The communities are very web two um, as well. Uh, like esports teams, uh, Influencers, we've onboarded Fox. It's it's a um, a major person in the uh, in, a player in the CS:GO scene. Um, but the the concept of ownership is uh, a bit uh, taboo because inherently this data is not like does not belong to you, and there is a reason for this. So there is ownership as far as Web three data is concerned because we've partnered with games like Parallel or Illuvium across the Ages. However, when we look at uh, traditional publishers, then the concept of, of ownership is, is, is way more taboo. So we first think of utility to then eventually delve into ownership because these are conversations that take a lot of legal conversations. There is, there's a lot about IP, a lot about copyrights. Um, so this is not straightforward, but yeah, we do have all of these you know, great integrations with, with Gamerbase.
0: Cool, what, do you guys have any um, existing partnerships or collaborations with existing games within Web2 or Web3 as of right
1: now? Well, the, we do have authorization from the large publishers. Um, and so that encompasses a lot of games to at least have gamer base use those APIs. So that means we have like the SSO access on Epic, um, also have the relevant accesses for Steam, um as far as actual partnerships with Web2 Studios, that's something we are uh there's currently a lot of BD for this, like business development. Um so we are moving forward there, but we also focus on just a couple of big titles. And the big titles that are played by esports teams or gaming communities are mainly on Riot, Epic, and Steam. And yeah, those conversations with Valve, Riot and Epic are ongoing. Uh, but it just takes a lot of time because these are large corporations. What we do is fairly disruptive. And um, yeah, the concept of, of ownership is quite, is quite tight. Now, as far as Web3 Games, yeah, we did partner with like most of the games out there, at least the most, I would say, the higher quality of games. Um, we've also invested in a bunch of them. Across the Ages was one. Um, but we've partnered with uh, a whole bunch of games on Mutable, on, on Polygon, um, like I, I could name a lot of them, but Illuvium, mm-hmm. Alair, Cross the Ages, Gods and Chains, uh, Evio. Like a, I would say, the most played games are today being onboarded on our platform as well.
0: Do you guys have a native token for your guys' protocol? And if so, how do you guys envision utilizing it?
1: Yeah, so we we, we do have a token and. Um, the reason why we have a token is we, we aim to be somewhat decentralized as in the ecosystem that we're building so again xblog is like this xblog id and then this app layer and gamer base is one app the launchpad is one app uh eventually there will be a tournament platform um eventually landing market, and um we want this to be governed by xbg which is our native token um there's also one thing that we do is usually you have um like conflicts of interest when you raise capital because you raise with equity. What we do is we raise with just token. Um, that means that we we put hundred percent of our focus into into the token, and and that's why part of the revenues generated from the protocol are used to buy back XBG and go back to holders that way. And um, yeah, that's one of like one of the ways in which we make XBG valuable. Now, as far as the way XBG is used, first thing to me is governance, is, is we want the holders of XBG to be able to govern all of the apps in the app layer. So obviously there are some apps that are not built by us. So third-party um, developers are building on top of us, but so XBG won't have an impact on, on those, but all of the ones that are funded by Xbox will have XBG as the core, uh, governance uh, token, and that means uh, going from the inception. So let's say we want to build a tournament platform. Well, the XPG holders will have to agree on the budget. So let's say, you know, 200K, 300K to build a platform. Um, and then they will also agree on on certain fees. So if you have a platform or you have an entry fee, then the holders will vote. Obviously, complete decentralization is is somewhat of a utopia today because you want people to execute at the end of the day. And it's also because we think that because we're so hands-on in the market that we we kind of have the best knowledge and, and know what we need to do business-wise. Um, otherwise XPG is used as the um, as the payment throughout the, the app. So, for example, on Gamerbase, you have esports communities that are on the app and even though we haven't launched the full product, they are already paying us uh, for us to provide this service. So that's one way in which we generate revenues on the on the protocol. Um, and all of this, so payments B2B will occur in fiat, but in the back end will, uh, this is not 100% figured out, but there will be some OTC deals where we buy back, um, either from spot or OTC from the, like, a big investor that wants to exit the the tokens. Um, Then also is gated access. So for example, it's not just the value that flows, but the gated access means that on the launchpad, certain deals will only be accessible for people that have X amount of XPG. And yeah, that's pretty much the XPG ecosystem in a nutshell.
0: In terms of your guys' roadmap, what do you guys have coming up going into 2024? Uh, what's some stuff that you guys are excited about or that you want people to keep in mind as you guys continue to develop out
1: yeah um so the the app launches we will launch about by the end of the year about four tier one esports teams that means there will be four different avatars um, and we're very excited about this because the teams that will announce um you know these are teams that we never partnered with anyone in Web3. Uh, and it's not like those you know, so-called BS partnerships. They're actually using our products and driving growth to uh, our ecosystem. And when we look at those communities, it's it's not tens of thousands of people. It's it's hundreds of thousands or millions of people that are fans of this ecosystem. And so you know, for this, we're super excited to potentially like lean towards being one of the fastest growing protocol out there. Um, So this is to watch closely. Um, Then as we get more growth into our ecosystem, at some point we will launch our token. So I believe towards the end of the year we will be able to to launch the token or potentially into beginning next year and that is really exciting, because uh, that's where we open up the governance of the of the protocol. Um, then there is the Launchpad V1. So Launchpad will come in later next year, uh, likely in Q2. And that's where we will have public sales of pretty large um, gaming projects that are close to us. So some of them have already gone through our Launchpad in the seed round, pre-seed round, but they will come back for for the public round. If if we look at uh, another innovation later this year is what we call the ITO, which is um, the short form for initial team offering. That's one of the innovations that we haven't discussed, but that's also one of our products where we tokenized new or existing eSports teams. And we will do it with one of the teams that we've signed so we will do, you know, one of the first large scale, well, actually the first large scale tokenized esports team, likely in Q4, we have a lot of legal discussions, but that is a uh, obviously for us a very exciting event.
0: I also saw a extreme championship series on your guys' website, XCS. Is that something that's existing and ongoing or something you're working on?
1: Um, no, we, we actually finished the XCS. So it was oh, okay. it was the largest what three gaming uh, league, hundred k of cash price, five games uh, sponsored by Brave the the browser, and um, it was the biggest let's say esports events in the space. We did I believe about three million of impressions, thirty thousand viewers, which is quite. Small, right? But you know the ecosystem is also quite small, and um, yeah, for this we're very fortunate. Um, it's an aspect of Expo that we haven't mentioned, but like the why I believe so much in governance is because we have a, a strong community of players, and I believe that if you create an ecosystem where players have the control of creating the apps that they want, it makes a whole lot of sense because they will vote on, lack, on apps that they will likely use and potentially invest in. And um, yeah, DXCS was a, was a big event for our esports community. Um, our community very much likes esports. Last year, we've organized I think 100, like more than 100 tournaments. Um, and that's why we have today one of the most, I would say, competitive esports community. And this community is just amazing. You know, we raised about 2 million um, quite recently from our own community. They provide feedback on the products that we build. They are incredibly excited and you know, as, as, as founder, they just motivate you to, to go the extra mile um, and, and, and to push harder because you know, these guys truly and genuinely believe in what you do. And, and that's super exciting.
0: Yeah, congrats on the success with that. That's awesome to hear. Um, what where's the community at? If people want to go find it, they want to join the community, see what people are talking about. Where where is it at usually?
1: Yeah, Discord is 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 the go to place. Um, that's where we organize game nights, um, like tournaments, um, just random quiz. That's where people hang out. We also have the Prometheus community, so it's a. You know, our own NFT community. Um, it's a pretty active uh, community. And that's where you can also see the behind the scene of what's happening. So it's pretty much like your friend tech, but directly within our Discord. And you have access to the brains behind Xbox. Like there is not just me. We're, we're more than 20 now. So Discord is the go-to place. We obviously stream on Twitch. And we also try and be pretty engaged on Twitter. Uh, so if you go on Xbook HQ on Twitter, you, you'll find us. And uh, yeah, we we are on some Twitter spaces on some podcasts every now and then. And yeah, that's essentially where you can find us.
0: Awesome. What about you? If someone wants to connect with you, they want to collaborate, they want to do some kind of BD partnership, whether um, yeah. just work with you directly, where can they find you?
1: Yeah. Um, my Twitter is, is uh, Louis Regis. Um, I'm sure we can we can link, in some, link it somewhere yeah. here. Um, yeah, and obviously we are pretty approachable otherwise on Discord. Um, I believe we're one of the few teams that, that can be, you know, obviously we, we filter proposals, but if you want to directly reach out to me, um, you can, you know, Twitter, just DMs are open and, and Discord the same.
0: Awesome. Uh, We'll put all the links in the description below for the episode for XBORG as well as for you so people can find you um, in the communities and everywhere, you know, we want to direct them. But, Louis, thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. Really appreciate it. It's been very fascinating and interesting. And I love what you guys are doing and building within the Blockchain Web3 gaming space. Uh, So keep up the good work, man.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Brandon. And yeah, same. Just keep up the good work with the, the podcast.
0: Thank you. Likewise. We'll talk soon. Take care. Final message from our sponsor, Nitro Betting. Nitro Betting gives you so many options to bet, wager, play with a deep sports book from NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, MMA to motorsports, poker, blackjack, esports, Rocket League, Call of Duty, you name it. There's plenty of diversity and choice. So go to NitroBetting.eu to experience everything they have to offer. All links are in the description for the episode and see you guys on the next one.